know nothing Jon Snow? Yeah. Other than Jon Snow. Uh, I do know Jon Snow. We do know Jon Snow. also in the Eternals as probably the same character. Oh, I'm sure. We are, we are Texas residents. We live in North Texas. So we currently hate ERCOT right now. And so mm-hmm. we are very upset. I mean, I've been upset with ERCOT since... Snowmageddon? Not even before that. Oh, really? I don't, um, I don't pay attention until it affects me, which yeah. is an unfortunate <laughs> personality flaw. Yeah, the whole um, <laughs> privatization of a thing that has unlimited demand yeah. has caused such like problems in america just like in general yeah because like like... education unlimited demand privatized healthcare unlimited demand privatized that's a problem and now in texas we have privatized electric where here where we live in our city we have municipal so it's less bad because we have municipal electric but they still have to pay into the private generators and so there's unlimited demand so they can just do whatever whatever they want they can cut corners they can save on overhead they can do whatever and it was all in this guise of well it'll make it cheaper right yeah except now we're having to pay for all of the corners that these private companies are cutting in order to save on their overhead with our health basically yeah with our health (laughs) and and we have to pay for it your prices go up the price is certain because we have to increase really good about it they're like we're not changing now people outside of our municipality they are dealing with stupid stuff they're dealing with like oh well if you don't like it then go to another electric company and it's like i I can't. <laughs> There's only one electric company in the city. You've created a monopoly. Yeah. Or the, the like, because one of my clients has two houses right now, um, and they're prepping one to sell, and they had to choose, like, between two mm-hmm. different yeah, two different utility companies, and then one house can only, because it's, like, two, well, okay, they have their house that they live in, and then they bought a house that has two houses on it, like, for business and everything. Sure. yeah. So, and they were, like, remodeling it and stuff, but, um, so one house can only operate on one municipal, and the other and one can only... And then works on another one. Yeah, and so they're like... This is the so... bullshit we're yeah. having to deal with. And you know what? When the Snowmageddon happened, I was like, okay, like... Snowmageddon, I, kinda... I understood because, like, yeah, it was... We weren't prepared. Un... It was an unprecedented thing. Right. Like, we never knew that this could happen in Texas. Exactly. But then they just announced yesterday, they were like, put your stuff at 78, we're not prepared for this. And I'm like, we are Texas. It's, yeah. This is it's what not we do. Even, <laughs> it's not even the peak of summer. <laughs> like, yes, the heat index was high. It was, like, yeah. 103 heat index. God. But... Still, this is Texas. This, this is, is what we this do. This is what we were made for. Yeah, this is like what our houses are built for. This we have yeah. the correct insulation properties for this. God. We have the correct AC units for this. We have the correct generators for this. Yeah, it's Pisses because me off. it's because of the privatization. They cut corners when fixing the generators so that they could save overhead cost, so that the people who own the place make more money. Right, so they stay in the red, except they have unlimited demand. You're always in the red. You can't be in the black if everybody constantly needs the thing. That's why, like, internet, internet should be going to municipal, like, now. Because the only way the world operates now is through the internet. It's true. It's a utility at this point. Yeah. The bullshit that... There's private companies who create monopolies in order to control the amount of bandwidth that's pushed to certain places. It's horse shit. 
Yeah, like, my it shouldn't exist. sucks, and I'm only allowed one they, in my guess city. Guess what? They all suck. They all fucking suck because they limit the amount of bandwidth to certain areas so that they can make more money off of other deals they've made with larger, like, companies and stuff. That's why, like, you can go to Starbucks and it never lags. Why? Because they've decided to pump more bandwidth to those places because Starbucks pays them hundreds of millions of dollars. And I only pay them you know, the 60 bucks a month that I pay them. So it's like, fuck, fuck the resident. Right. True. And like my dog is suffering and that's not okay. No, Cause that's like, fucked up. yeah, Frankie's got a huge thick coat and I mm-hmm. had to get him a cooling bed already for the summer and all this sort of stuff. And Frankie's in the house and I, I don't put it at 78. I can't. Yeah. Like there's no way no. my house will operate well. No. And I lived in an apartment for a whole summer that was stuck at 78 degrees mm-hmm. And Frankie and I just suffered brutally. And Blue, luckily, like, she's pretty good at regulating her temperature, but Frankie just like, can't. ice prices in Texas are about to fucking skyrocket. God. Because people are just going to start buying boxes of ice, or people are going to start making their own swamp coolers. Yeah. And stuff like, like that. Like, get a fan, put a bucket mm-hmm. of ice behind it. Mm-hmm. So we did when I was a lifeguard. Yeah. I'm like, that's how it rolled. Because that's what you have to do. This is why we have to get rid of Abbott. This is why anybody, literally anybody who runs against Abbott, you got my vote. Oh, okay. Not Abbott. That's, you won. You you did it. And if it's Matthew McConaughey, that's even better. I love Matthew McConaughey. I really do. Because listen, <laughs> my man is from Austin, Texas, right? Which, do I agree with all of the politics of Austin? No. Do I, I have to? I think actually from no. a really, really small town I think outside, he is outside of, Austin, of Austin, so I don't think it counts. But he's a professor at UT. <laughs> yeah. He has been arrested for playing his bongos naked, which that like... That is true. He also resisted arrest. Awesome, That's mostly dude. why he Hell got yeah, arrested. Hell yeah, dude. Fight the fucking system. <laughs> you go, Matthew. Like, the motherfucker owns wild turkey... Which I love wild it's turkey. It's really good. It's good Real bourbon. Good. <laughs> and it has only gotten better since he's taken it over. So like, hell yeah. You know what? Like Lincoln's I don't need a Lincoln because I have a Ford. Well he Same al- thing. he also owns like a sixteen hundred acre ranch. Yeah. So I'm like, um, yes. <laughs> like I am all for Matthew McConaughey for governor. Absolutely. I really would be curious to know how he would handle all this sort of stuff. Because you know, like when the president's they they asked celebrities about it you know when trump got nominated Mm -hmm. and everything and mcconaughey was so like mature about it he's like listen like he's our president now you guys gotta suck it up do your best to like try and figure it out like don't complain don't sit on your asses let's fucking like let's let's do something yeah let's fix it but also like don't set him up for failure like try and do your best to help make this country greater sure (laughs) sure and so it's just like no matter how we don't actually know how he feels about how no. about trump but and like by he's the, still well, super mature about by the, it by the end of it matthew mcconaughey was very open about like yeah this dude needs to fucking yeah but you knew he gave him a go. chance you knew yeah. he gave when him our a chance first, when our first which has never been said before which when our first impeachment happened that was when he was like okay this is this is game over and then we fucking broke the history books by him being impeached twice. Two times that man was impeached. And that's when he was like, okay, this is fucking right. Let's get this fucking guy out of here. Because oh, fuck that. I just like how mature he was about it. And he wasn't like choosing sides and stuff. He was like, this, it's about our country. It's yeah. not about people. Absolutely. Like, okay. 
all of us together. Maybe mm-hmm. We can do something. So yeah, he will have my vote. Yeah, I will. If he that actually publicly. runs, absolutely. If he actually runs, absolutely. So now that we've talked for eight minutes about <laughs> uh, our frustrations with living in Texas, Ugh. love the state, hate the government. That's fair. We are going to actually talk about Matthew McConaughey. So, welcome to Two Thoughts for a Penny, where two buds talk about their favorite movies and TV series. I'm Will Tart. And I'm Randall Olson, and today's movie pick is Fool's Gold. Fool's Gold shines like diamonds. One of our um, many rom-coms with Matthew McConaughey Mm, in it. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But most notably known as, like, probably the worst, but personally... Yeah, it's one of my favorites it's, just because it's like treasure hunting. It's, it's like a, <laughs> it's a. I would put rom com in like parentheses. I, I um, would, it's, is it still classified as rom com because the jokes absolutely. in there. Absolutely, but it's like it's the like things a, he'll do for his wife. It's like a like funny. It's like a funny action movie. <laughs> yeah. that happens to be a rom com. Well, actually, Rotten Tomatoes only puts it as adventure and action, no rom com. Well, it. there you go. So I was like, yeah. okay, like I kind of see it, mm-hmm. but also like it like accidentally turns into a rom com. Yeah, no. it's like. And it's really good because, like, she hates him but not, and he just absolutely loves her. Oh, yeah, her. he's and just he's in just love like, with her the entire fucking time. I just don't understand. I love you. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. <laughs> he's 100% just, like, obsessed yeah. with her. Yeah, and then Moe's, the Moe's looking up at the plane, and he's like, man, that That, woman. Man, that man do anything for his wife. <laughs> and you're like, yeah? Yeah? That yeah. seem to be yeah. the case. He's pretty much, he jumped into certain death, like, five times. Yeah, like, five, like having no training whatsoever, mm-hmm. and just, let's do this, I'm yeah. gonna save my wife. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, okay. Absolutely. The confidence. Yep. It's the McConaughey confidence. Dude, it, I love that Matthew McConaughey got told to play Matthew McConaughey, and just was like, oh, hell yeah. Yeah. And just much. played Matthew McConaughey in this film. <laughs> he did not, like, there was no... There's no nothing. He wasn't playing another character. This wasn't Wolf of Wall Street. Like, he was just Matthew McConaughey, Freaking which loved I loved. It. Like, this is this is a movie that was like, the only thing National Treasure was missing was the ocean. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then it'd be like, the apex a movie mm-hmm. of treasure hunting. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we get the ocean in the second movie. In Book of Secrets. So true, <laughs> we don't need to talk about the second movie. I love Book of Secrets. It's all right. I still prefer the the first one, but I will watch the second one what? easily. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a good concept. It's I good. just really need the third one. You're never going to know. I, I You're am? never going to know. They're in production. They're not going to tell. Yeah, but they're not going to tell you what's on that page <sighs> in the book. I really hope they do. Not going to mm. happen. Anyways, you want to move on to our Rotten Tomatoes synopsis? I do. Because I'm fascinated to, to hear it's what It's really long, is. and you know I never practice these. Wow, so it's long? Yeah. I thought it was going to be like two sentences. It's like a full paragraph. Wow. And so I have there's... yet to read it. I just okay. copied and pasted it because that's that's how I roll with Sweet. these. Because it seems to be your favorite part of me pronouncing yes. these synopsis. This is very fun. So I just copy and paste and hope for the best. All and right. This is a lot of words. <laughs> Here we go. Let's do it. All right. Treasure hunter Ben Finn Finnegan has sunk his marriage to Tess and his trusty boat in his obsessive quest to find the legendary Queen's Dowry. When he finds a vital clue that may finally pinpoint the treasure's whereabouts, he drags Tess and her boss, billionaire Nigel Honeycutt, along on the hunt. But Finn is not the only one interested in the gold. His former mentor-turned-enemy, Mo Fitch, will stop at nothing to beat him to it. You see, that's just... 
that doesn't work. No. No. That no, that's very work misleading. It was good until the last it's, sentence. And you're like, it's no. It's very misleading. Um, and it also doesn't talk about the actual bad guy. No. At all. Because he's not. No. And yeah. he's barely even in the movie as like a rival I think, at all. Yeah. I think just that one scene. Yeah. I think it's that one little scene. There. Well, it's when he gets hired and then when they're messing up the, the grid and yeah. everything. That's it. Yeah. The rest of it, he's like on he's like their on side. Board. Yeah. 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 That's because the main bad guy in this is Big Bunny. Yeah. Yeah. Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart is like, our main bad one guy. One of his first roles. Uh-huh. Which they totally could have done so much more with him. They uh-huh. did no comedy whatsoever with him. No. No. Well, I mean, they kind of did. They did like the the th- the wannabe throw up scene when the dude comes through, comes through the blowhole, well, yeah, that, and he just like mm. he also did the when he gets hit in the nards. Yeah, by that's uh, pretty Tess. much it. There was so much he could have done with oh, this for sure. And they were just like, no, I don't think you're funny for sure. Well, I mean, this was filmed in 2008. Yeah, um, he was like up and coming. At so this point. yeah, he wasn't really like on scene yet like as a a comedian he had some stand-up specials and stuff like that but i don't know if he was as i don't think so at his at his full potential yet no i i this was my first um introduction to him i always knew kevin hart as a stand-up dude well i I was introduced to him as stand-up before i even ever saw fool's gold for sure Okay, I know I saw Fool's Gold before I knew he was a comedian, but I never made the correlation until after he got big. Big. Then I was like, oh, that's Big Bunny. That's Big Bunny, dude. That's Big Bunny. That's fucking Big Bunny. <laughs> yeah. What the so fuck are you doing up there? My that's introduction was Fool's Gold, was Fool's but Gold? it's not like my first memory of him. Cool. So. All right. So now I have to guess our rating? No. Well, we got, it's PG-13, hour oh, okay. 52 minutes. Released on February 7th, 2008, which I didn't really understand. I guess everybody's cold and they want to see yeah. a movie that takes place in the Caribbean? I guess. Because my, my thought that's process really, would be like that's summer a really, hit. Yeah, that's a really bad time to release that, that yeah. movie. That's, yeah. What? That's, so that might contribute to the, the meters here. That's rough. I know. I was like, that makes no sense Ooh. whatsoever. Yeah, production team did not do a good job on that. Yeah, like Scream was like, no, we have a plan. Absolutely. And they nailed it most for of the time, 32 weeks. Yeah, <laughs> most of the time we come across these films and they have a pretty good yeah, release date. like Summer Movie? Oh, S- summer released mo- it in yeah, the summer. Summer Movie. Um, a lot of our ones that are released during the holidays are like family movies or stuff like that because... They've all just You're made take sense. Your They've all yeah. been common sense. Yeah, but this is February. February. For us, for a movie for that a takes summer place. treasure hunting, ocean uh-huh. scuba diving uh-huh. movie. Rough. Maybe mm-hmm. Valentine's Day is what they're shooting for. I mean, like a couples movie. Maybe, but you'd think they'd release it that weekend. Yeah, like with the purpose of mm-hmm. it being. Mm-hmm. I don't know doesn't make any sense to me so weird yeah so weird okay so now we are at the tomato okay now if i am remembering correctly i remember seeing stuff about reading about matthew mcconaughey and that this was like one of the biggest like flops that he's ever done and like people did not like this film if I'm remembering from listening to matthew mcconaughey talk about his (laughs) filmography 
I remember Fool's Gold being one of the ones that, like, people did not like. We hope at least he had fun because... We hope he had fun. Because it looks like a really fun movie to film. <laughs> so I'm going to guess this is low. I'm going to guess this is, like, low. <laughs> I'm going to guess this is lower than 50s. <laughs> From the critics' perspective... 2008 film in February. And just from my personal experience watching this movie, where the plot's not great. I love it so much, but it could be so much better. I'm going to say 38. You are so incredibly wrong. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, like, over a third wrong. Over a third wrong? Yeah. It's better? No. No? It's way it's worse. It's worse? <laughs> what are the critics giving it? 11. 11? 11 percent? Yeah. It's... There was no chemistry, and the plot was minuscule, Holy all that good stuff. Fuck. I didn't, see the la- I didn't see the lack of chemistry, personally, because they've been in several movies together. Good God. But, like... 11. 11. It's our lowest one so far. I don't know if I could give it an 11. No, I wouldn't give it an 11, either. Ooh. Ooh. I'm gonna guess the audience score is probably near my guess, then. Yes. Yeah. It's, like, it's closer. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm just It's gonna, higher. It's, it's higher than 38? Yeah. It's an it's an enjoyable movie. So 52. 48. 48. Okay. 48. 48. It's an enjoyable movie. It is it's an enjoyable a, it's movie. It's a kickback and It's a fun movie to put on and if you talk during it like you're not going to miss You're not going to miss anything. It's it's so funny. There's a lot of gags in it. Yeah, um, it is not a it is not a smart funny movie. It is no. a it is a your brain is fried mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. no matter in which way or form like your brain is not willing to compute anything else but you need something yeah or you want something this is the movie to watch it's fun he's funny the gags are funny like it's just stupid dumb loveliness mm-hmm. <laughs> matthew mcconaughey is shirtless more often in this movie than he is not shirtless well, yeah he's in the ocean um, <laughs> he's 39 during this film is he really he's 39 years old wow. yeah yeah wow yeah 1969 he did good yeah 39 years old. honestly he didn't start like man, aging until man, dallas buyers club for sure and then you were man like holy looks- crap good in this movie that is that is a as somebody who is currently on a fitness journey and is learning more about like body fat percentages and stuff like that he is probably eight to ten percent body fat in this film and dehydrated like that man's like does not have enough muscle mass on his arms to constitute being that cut because, like, his pecs are huge. His abs are, like, very defined. But his arms are, like, eeny, tiny. <laughs> See, I didn't think he, like, he wasn't, like, Chris Hemsworth, like, cut. I mean, he's, like, he's, he looks, like, he what, looks fucking good, what a, a person that has an hour a day to work out oh, God, would no. look like. No, no, you no. You really think so? No fucking I th- way. I think so. Absolutely not. Dude, Do you think he did? That motherfucker's getting paid to exercise in the first place because he's supposed to be a sexier dude yeah. like that's the characters he plays but he's working out four to five times a week at least yeah i'm saying an hour a day like no, no, every no, no. day but like two to three hours a day mm. yeah mm. two oh. to, like waking up early and finishing workout at like he does wake nine up o'clock early. did you read his book 
Mm-mm. It's called Green Lights. Mm-mm. I bought it for my mom for Christmas and yeah. I did sneak a peek. And it does have some, has some good stuff. It's like oh, all sure. about his life and learnings about mm-hmm. how to be healthy and happy. Becoming one with nature and being naked 90% Not of so the Not so much a Jason Momoa mm-hmm. perspective. Playing the bongos. No. Smoking some, some yeah. weed. Yeah. But it's like simple things like get the burger, don't get the fries. Like if you want to splurge, like... Get the sure. burger, don't get the fries, stuff like that. Not like that's great, Matthew. I'm not gonna do that. No, I'm not gonna do that either. But <laughs> he was like, "Have a good shit in the morning." That was one of his things. I was like, "Okay, yeah." Like... I mean, yeah, take solace in that. <laughs> I was like, I mean, yeah. If I it too makes enjoy my bowel movements. <laughs> <laughs> like, I am pro bowel movements. Yeah, like, I'm not like specifically aiming for a morning shit. <laughs> a morning shit is a very good shit though, because then you're like setting sail for most of the day until like you're done with your like work day and then you get to poop again. <laughs> Did and you then know? it's like a beginning of the day poop and an end of the day poop. <laughs> and it's like how you know you're good. Did like, you the day know is done. that not everybody does that? It's, a healthy bowel movement is anywhere from three times a day to only three times a week. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No way. Yes, Pooping wait. three I times listen- a week? Yeah. I, I was listening to a podcast and the gut doctor was a guest a guest host and she was three like, any time in between that is three times a week to three times a day. And I was like, that's a really wide range. <laughs> That's insane. I know. I was like, oh my God, three times a week? Um, no, that'd yeah. make me uncomfortable. I'd, I'd be worried. Yeah. <laughs> so would, I would go to the doctor because I'd be like, I need something, doc. Like, I need, or I'd be like going to fucking Sprouts and buying prunes. Yeah. Like, like if it's been more than like tw- 24 hours, I'm like Googling like natural yeah. laxatives and stuff. Yeah. And then I'm, I was I'm li- downing chocolate prunes like they're yeah. candy. <laughs> like, it was like an hour and a half podcast and I learned so much from her. Drink some kombucha. Yeah. Like, no, do she something. said it's perfectly healthy. No way. Yeah. Three times a week. Yeah. That's three. only Up that's only healthy when you're a teenager and you're at like church camp. And you don't want to go poop while you're at camp. (laughs) Yeah. And so you hold it the whole week. I mean, that's fair. (laughs) But no, the gut doctor herself said it. That's that's wild. I know. Twice a day, you guys. Two times a day. I think I'm once a day. It's great. Two times a day. I'm about once a day. Beginning of the day and end of the day. So you're like on schedule. Oh, yeah. You're on Matthew McConaughey's schedule. Hell yeah. Hell he yeah. approves. Absolutely. I don't Me know. And Matthew if, McConaughey are tight. <laughs> I don't know if he does the the evening shits though. <laughs> I only read a couple like like bullet points in his book. <laughs> well, there you go. I'll have to check out his book then. Yeah. Seeing how we're so similar. I thought I thought I thought it would look enjoyable. I'll yeah. probably put it on my list at some point to read. But cool. All right. So you want to move on to our budget because I have a theory about the budgeting of this movie not like how much it cost but where most of the cost went okay what's your theory so because i i don't know i couldn't find anything you couldn't find anything no like you couldn't find budget or anything no i found budget i don't know where the money went went. yeah Yeah. you can never find that shit almost never unless they like do an interview or something about it that 90 maybe 80 percent of the budget of this movie went to star power like, went to just getting well-known names. Okay, well, okay. I do know one thing. Because we had, like, three sets. Like, three locations 
really total. And, and like the boat that the like the precious gem mm-hmm. totally could have rented that off of some oh they did rent it i yeah. do have that you have that off I of somebody who owns that that yacht no, right and they like rented used it, it for from the movie. like a production company in new zealand okay but they filmed in australia so it's really not far away yeah but and like we're in like two two places in the ocean like that's it pretty much we're in one cove we're in another cove and then the rest of them are like easy places to get to in a restaurant um inside of a fucking city hall Pretty much. And then, like, filming outside. Yeah, the city hall was actually a university. The, okay. It so, kind of looks like a university. Yeah. Like, they, it was supposed to be, like, a city hall, like, where yeah. Justice of the Peace is. But, like, I was like, that looks like it a looks school. It looks odd. It looks like a quad. Like, yeah. it looks like they're on a quad. It's part of a university. I do know uh, okay. that. Because they filmed um, in Australia. But, but yeah. um Which is going to cut down costs, too, because you're not in a remote, hard-to-shoot place right like i think most of the money of this movie went to hiring all of the names that are in this film and i think that's what they relied on for a lot of this film too which is why it kind of falls short is because they're like look at all these fucking awesome actors we have and then everything else kind of i mean i would have watched either way because it's a scuba diving treasure hunting movie right which is should in theory, drive you to watch. It should it. be fucking badass and awesome, right? <laughs> yeah. But like, this movie falls a little flat in that department. That's true. So I do know that it was seventy eight thousand dollars a week to rent the boat. Yikes. I don't know how many weeks they used it for. Yikes! I don't know, and that's just a general. I don't know if okay. they got a discounted rate. So whatever. So from our previous knowledge, we've learned that anywhere between like fifteen million to like thirty million. Is like what a rom com should be. Yeah. And I'm gonna guess this was like stupidly above that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to figure out where you were going for a second. Because, and like, I was like, oh yeah. We, <laughs> yeah, we know that a rom com is like generally between that number. Yeah, otherwise it's 30. not a rom com. It's like an adventure movie with romance. Right. And like, like most of the most of the rom-coms that we've watched, like the proposal was on that low side of the yeah. the spectrum. It was But like, it was rom-com. Yeah, it was like 18 million dollars. It was like and yeah. it had a star-studded cast. It did have a star-studded and then cast. we we talk about things like um 10 things I hate about you, which was on the higher side of the rom-com. We're talking around 30 to 35 million yeah. for that film for not as star-studded of a cast. But with a lot lot more Mm -hmm. weird, like, shots and, like, new technology. I'm going to guess this movie way overshot that. Yeah. Because of the things that they rented and the the things that they did and stuff like that. But fucking not even close to making that money back. That, you would be wrong. They made the money back? Yeah, they've made profit. So so how much did we spend on this film? 70 million. Oh my god. I really want to know how long that they needed that boat. 70 really million? Yeah. 70 million. <laughs> Holy balls. That's 20 million short of Mulan. Right? Like <laughs> Und- but you have, you have special cameras for underwater shots. You've got um all this treasure sure. you gotta do you gotta do the airplane scene where you gotta sure. wreck a plane <laughs> do you think they actually wrecked that plane yeah it's diff- i don't think they actually wrecked it but i know that there was 
parts like sunk. Sure, they sunk but parts. In they this didn't. They like didn't that. destroy that plane. Mm-hmm. They just sunk parts. Because the other thing I will say about this is all of the computer generated stuff in this movie fucking blows. Like they did not spend money on that. No. For sure. No. That that opening scene with the with the pump where the sparks are coming out of the pump. Oh yeah. I was thinking ah! I was thinking more of Matthew McConaughey's fake death scene. Oh my god. <laughs> the... <laughs> and it looks it looks like a miniature set that they like blew a firework up on. I think it was like claymation. <laughs> yeah, it's so bad. There's a lot of that in here. Um I would say the most that they spent on something that was like convincing is when Cyrus gets turned into a fucking meat shake as it comes out of the blowhole and it's just a bunch of blood and it's shit. It's my favorite and, Kevin <laughs> Kevin Hart reaction. That's <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> my favorite. That was like the most Kevin Hart thing that but came out of this 70 movie. fucking million dollars? Yeah. Yep. Jesus Christ. Yep, and they made 21.5 opening weekend. That's, I hey, feel like it could have been not, way better if it not, was a summer movie. Honestly, I thought that it would be way lower opening. I really? thought we were going to look at like tens. Tens? That's really, I've only ever seen tens in like B minus films, like right. in indie but I films. Thought this and was in not a good. Films. This is not a good time to release it. Like, it doesn't really have, like, it I don't doesn't know have what a lot they... of hype around it. I mean, no. The only hype you needed was, was Matthew McConaughey, McConaughey. <laughs> right? So like twenty twenty one million, like that's not great. It's opening weekend. That's but it's pretty good for an opening weekend. Yeah. Like I mean, we've we've talked about films that have made it back opening weekend, right? So they didn't. They definitely didn't do that. No, because they spent they seventy million. They had dollars. the potential <laughs> if they had stayed in the rom com budget margins. Yeah. They had a potential, but Holy that didn't happen. Fucking yeah. shit! Seventy million dollars. Pretty much. Wow. So and then they've made a hundred and eleven million to date. Okay. All right. Okay. They've so, made some money. They've made some money. Respectable. Yeah. They've made a profit, They've not as much profit. of a profit as they would probably have liked. I would imagine they were probably shooting for like 200 is is where they would be comfortable. Probably. Mm-hmm. That'd be that'd be my guess. Um, but you want at, at least over 100% profit. Like if they made 140, they'd probably be happy. Right. But I mean, they still made a profit. Like they still came out in the red. God, fucking seventy okay, but, you know, million dollars. They they claim that. I'm sorry, I just looked. Who this claims up. Warner Bros? No, fool. They claim Fool's Gold is like his biggest flop. Okay. I want you to know that I just looked up Sahara oh. on Box Office Mojo. They spent a hundred and thirty million dollars. Yeah, Sahara was big. They've only made to date 119 million. No way. They still haven't profited. <laughs> and I would say Sahara is better than Fool's Gold. I cannot fucking believe that. Because it came out three years before. It was 2005. Yeah. With Sahara. So I cannot believe that. <laughs> I really thought that it would have made more, especially because everybody was like Penelope Cruz. Fucking bonkers, dude. Yeah, That's I was insane. like, "Wait, what?" That's crazy. So they spent a lot on that movie, though. I know a lot of that practical stuff they actually did, oh. and like the helicopter scene and, and all that stuff. Well, That's all Dirk practical. Pitt, you really got to make it. Yeah, but um, Ghost of Girlfriends Past only used fifteen or only. 
actually doesn't have a budget on here, but no. their opening was fifteen million and they've made a hundred worldwide. Wow. So failure to launch. That's what I'm typing in now. My that's, favorite. That's one of my. It's my favorite rom com of his. I do really like Failure to Launch. Budget fifty million, made a hundred and thirty worldwide. Yeah, so they've they've done they made really half well. opening weekend. So, but there I was like, go. that one that was a good one. God, that seventy one? million dollars on this film. Where did it go? What did it go to? I, <laughs> Probably McConaughey and yeah. the Precious Jim. The Precious and Don- Jim. And Donald Sutherland. Donald Sutherland, dude. Did you... So, you really like this movie. I think I, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days is his most successful. Really? Cause it doesn't have a budget on here, but their opening weekend was $23 million and they've made 177 worldwide wow. since. Also a very good one. It's also with Kay Hudson. Did you, when you were watching this, um, moving as we move over to our actors and stuff, I totally forgot the amount of names that are in this movie. I was like, I know the two, and I know that Kevin Hart's in it, but I don't remember how much Kevin Hart's in it. Right. And then I was like, oh, okay, they're in it. They're in it. They're in it. <laughs> And I was like, what the fuck is happening? Right. <laughs> Who, like, why are all these people in this movie? <laughs> See, I've watched this so many times that it doesn't surprise me anymore. Yeah. But thinking about the fact that Kiefer Sutherland's dad, who mm-hmm. was like this insanely um, successful actor. Yeah. is just like so weird. That and he's him just... playing it, him playing like a good guy. Yeah. Wild. And it's just like very like monotone for the most part. And just like. Trying to understand what his daughter is saying. Uh Precious, you unconsciously did it. And he's like, I didn't unconsciously do it. I did it consciously because I love you. No, you you did it unconsciously. Yes, Yes. after I did it consciously. consciously. (laughs) Fucking God, Gemma in this movie. That character. Ridiculous. So good. (laughs) So fucking good. So it's like her. I can't picture anybody else doing that. No. No. So you want to start going through our our people peoples? Yep. We got Matthew McConaughey, who plays Finn. Had to be in it. Yeah. Had to be Finn. Yeah. Nobody else could have done it. No. No. Uh, Kate Hudson plays Tess. Mm-hmm. Donald Sutherland plays Nigel Honeycutt. Mm-hmm. Alexis Dezania, Dezania mm-hmm. and Gemma Honeycutt. Ewan Bremner plays Alphonse, Ray Winstone plays Moe, and Kevin Hart plays Big Bunny with two Gs. Big Bunny. It's all one word. All one word, baby. All one word. Big Bunny. Um, Actually, we watched this with closed captioning, and every single time it was two. But they spelt it right. They They spelt it Big Bunny. B-I-G-G. But yeah, it was 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 two the whole time. It kept confusing me because I watched it with subtitles, too. It's one word. Big Bunny. Yo, in the opening of this of this film, when the, the music starts, and it's like this epic like treasure hunting movie music, and then it turns to like this reggae yeah. type music, the closed captions says um, Caribbean flavored music. Oh, does it? Yeah. I didn't catch that part. Yeah. That's and I was like, okay, Caribbean flavored. Like, does it have Jack Spice on it? Like, is that? <laughs> I don't know, but I'm for it. It was fun to listen to. But, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Matthew Very McConaughey, funny. though. Matthew McConaughey. I mean, this is his movie. This is his movie. Who, who do we think, though, like, could replace Matthew McConaughey for the treasure hunting adventure rom-com roles like this? Sahara. Like, and modern? Film. Yeah, like, modern if day? we like if we're rolling over into a new generation, we need somebody to fill that spot. I'm like, I 
don't know. I mean, a lot of people talked about Chris Pratt. See, I was thinking about Chris Pratt in too. In that Indiana Jonesy type like feel. Goofy. Uh huh. He's got that goofy suaveness to yeah. him. Um, but he doesn't have like that charm. Army Hammer. Army Hammer's pretty good. I really like Army Hammer in those roles. I think he'd be good at that. Yeah, but he's kind of he's kind of um, the same generation. He's Chris Chris Pine. No. Nah. Because I mean, he's already like Kirk. Like I mean, he's got that. Yeah, but I think he's getting too old. Well, yeah. I'm trying to think of like I'm young, trying to think of I'm, young yeah, young actors, and I can't. There's really... only one young actor is coming to mind, and it's Tom Holland, and that's not the role for him. Though he's gonna Though play he's gonna, Nathan yeah, Drake, he's gonna be so like young Nathan Drake, so he that, might he might be able to do it. We don't know yet. That we haven't baby seen him do face, it. though. Yeah. I don't know about the rum. I mean, hey, baby face. Matthew McConaughey was 39 years old when he did this film. That's true. You think which means grow he was 34? His... Or sorry, he was uh, he was 30. He was 34 in How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Yeah. 36 in Sahara. In Sahara. So like, I mean, he wasn't a young guy. So you think maybe Tom Holland can grow grow into his baby face? Maybe. How old is Tom Holland now? He's. He just turned 25 because I go. turned 25 tomorrow and he's like eight days older than me or something there you like go. that. So Tom Holland's like, he's coming around to it. Yeah. So he's, he's 25 hey, years old, June, June 1st, 1996. Um, and then let's see, Christopher P- Pratt. How old is Christopher Pratt? I think he's an 80s baby. He is 41 years old. He's 41 years old. So, so kind of missing the mark he, there. He could, he could do for like one, another couple years. Yeah, he could do one like. One could argue that today. Jurassic World was his rom com. <laughs> we've seen him play that type of role though, right? In Jurassic World, yes, he did a really good job. Very rugged, not charm. He's not like funny when he's Owen though. Yeah. You gotta you gotta have like that Let's super see. badassery, but like funny in the moment. And Owen Grady was not. Was not that. He's just badass. Chris Pine is 40 years old. He just, in Wonder Woman, he just looked like he was way too tired. Let's just do Chris Evans. (laughs) (laughs) See, Chris Evans, maybe? Chris Evans is also 40 years old. I think he just turned 40 like today or something. I thought I saw something. June 13th. Yes, day before yesterday. June 13th. And then our boy, our, our favorite boy, the Hemsworth. See, now that would be funny. That would be so funny that to see him in this so type of fun. role. Like, let's have him be Dirk Pitt. <laughs> 37 years old, baby. He's, hey, he is in that age range. We'll have him revive Dirk Pitt. There we and go. And just come up with a whole, yes. a whole th- a trilogy. Yes. Or a whole series. So Chris Hemsworth coming through again for us. Always. Mm-hmm. Always. Always. And he can pull off all the hair. Yeah. Any type of hairstyle. Yeah. And the beach body look. Yeah, dude. I mean, he's fucking got it. He's Bad Australian. with with wit. Yeah. And and charm. It's perfect. Chris came through again. Chris always comes through. There's not a doubt. Okay, so now let's let's talk about our Kate Hudson. Our Kate Hudson. I really Tess. like Kate Hudson. I like Kate Hudson. I think she was very funny in this film. I did too. I she thought she did, did really well. I the, really the I... first scene where she sees. 
Finn <laughs> sitting at the table. <laughs> Enjoy your dinner. Fucking just throwing it. Like, I understood it when she, like, threw it at Finn. Like, she right? throws it at him. But then she just keeps hucking these fucking lamb chops. <laughs> like, have fucking a good everywhere. Dinner, walks away and screams again. Uh-huh. And you're just like, well, uh, okay. And Nigel just sits there, just like, well, I take it you met. Uh-huh. <laughs> also, I also don't understand the introduction to Tess in this movie is so fucking weird. Where she's crying. Yeah. And I'm not in like, we don't get any content. Like it, my only real critique of this movie is that there is Mo and fucking um, Curtis have the most character development in this whole movie. <laughs> Everybody else stays exactly the fucking same. There is no growth. There is no change. Did you enjoy maybe being even, a hero, Curtis? Maybe <laughs> even Mo. Like, like I would say, I would say those three like have the, the biggest character development in this whole fucking movie, and yeah. everybody else stays the same. And we don't get any context. Like, is she crying over the divorce? Is she crying over the fact that she's stuck in Florida? Stuck, we don't know. Stuck in Florida because she could just move back. It's not hard to get to Chicago. It's pretty fucking easy to make like a few hundred bucks and fly back to Chicago and get a job. Like we know plenty of people who have done this. It's not that hard, Tess. Like you're not stuck there. And she the just, script says otherwise. Yeah, she's crying and she's like, "You have perfect hair. You're just yeah. a perfect, like, okay. perfect looking person." I was like, "Is this you, like inner monologuing to yourself? Inner Do people say this to you, like?" What is happening right now? Because you do have a very good support group because we immediately meet your two gay dads (laughs) and they're fucking amazing. And you, you have a pretty, it looks like a pretty decent job. You're working on a private yacht with a dude who's pretty nice. Who I don't, I don't actually know what she does because all she ever did was hand out food. She's a stewardess. But that's all she does. Like I know. A stewardess on a yacht like cares for like a lot of the things. So she's the head stewardess, which means that she's making sure people are taking care of the boat and getting things yeah, correct. Yeah, but we never and see her kind of... do her job no. except for hand out food. And yeah. you're just like, wait, is she just a waiter? But she said she was a steward. Well, That's what I'm saying is like... Until until after whenever he like buys into the treasure hunting thing and then she goes full like marine archaeologist. Yeah. Well, it's her true career. She a terrible, a terrible and... marine archaeologist, by the way, but goes full marine archaeologist. I was for it. I thought it was fun. I'd love to go on a treasure this hunt. Movie, Please, this somebody movie's, take me. This yeah. movie's the perfect reason why archaeologists fucking hate treasure hunters. That's fair. Yeah. Like, That's fair. Because they fucking destroyed so much shit. They didn't document a single goddamn thing. No. <laughs> like, they didn't what was do anything by the What was, was in the boat? <laughs> kind of. And it got blown up. <laughs> it, like, terribly documented, like, fucking serial killer documented, where it's, like, taped to the goddamn walls of the yeah. boat. Pretty yeah. Much. They're just treasure hunters. They're that not... opening scene is hilarious, though. No, it is. Even it is. with the bad spark CGI. But yep. when the pump sinks down and hits the bottom of the ocean, they're like, oh. What a, what and they're still trying to fix the hose. Yeah. Uh, I actually, I have a, a good friend that actually does scuba diving, mm-hmm. treasure hunting type stuff. Yeah. She did. Um, and she said it was part of the, it was one of the best things she's ever done. She used to do it like Italy, like she just travel around the sure. world and just do it for funsies. Sure. And she actually went to Japan at one point, and this is when she kind of stopped diving because her diving buddy left. Like it was this Japanese hospital that okay. parts of it were upside down, so they told you before you went in 
they were like, you need to be prepared to keep with your buddy the whole time because it can be... Oh, underwater. Yeah, it's underwater. She's scuba diving, treasure hunting, keep doing the exact same gotcha. thing they're doing. Gotcha. But she just went on a tour of this hospital mm-hmm. um, that somehow ended up underwater in like World War II or something like that. And parts of it, and all sorts yeah, of stuff. Yeah, and parts of it are upside down. So cool. they're like, it can be, it can throw you off a lot. Right. So you need to stick with your buddy. Well, they're, like, in the hospital, like, looking for stuff and everything, and her... Do you have your exit buddy? Yeah, her buddy got scared of something and fucking ditched her. Like, ditched her in the the thing, and so she's trying to not have a panic attack while she's in this room. You gotta calm down and figure out a way to get out of there. Yeah, you gotta figure out a way. She's like, you gotta keep your oxygen levels Mm -hmm. down, all this sort of stuff. Yep. And she got out of the water, and the dude, the girl literally left her, like, got back on the boat. Jesus. And uh, uh, she she hadn't really been diving ever since, because she's like, I need, like, trust issues. Have to sure. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's like, that's so important that you keep a dive buddy like yeah. that, like, messed up. But yeah, she just used to go around the world, like, doing, like, little treasure hunts and stuff. And that's like, badass. God. Biked across Vietnam just for fun. I was like, it's fucking wild, what the, dude. What the heck? Where do you, like... Where do you get the funding? Well, she started, she went straight out of high school into a government job mm. and just worked at that, never quit. And oh. so she um, got, just kept going up and up and up and up. And so she had her pension. And so she had, yeah, so she actually retired. Yeah. Early, she retired like three years ago now, I think. Yeah. And she's my, she's a little bit younger than yeah. my dad. So she's going to, she'll, she'll retire with a W3 or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's insane. That's she just, cool. She, they just went to Hawaii and did a bunch of biking and hiking and everything. That's just, fucking badass, dude. Super jealous. <laughs> that's really cool. Yeah, so like, I just think about like, I have a resource. And apparently that's what Matthew McConaughey and Kay Hudson did for like, I don't even know how long. This movie drives me nuts because... It feels like a Tom Cruise film where they just did it to learn a skill. Well, yeah, we have this whole <laughs> scene where they're talking about like all this shit they did to track down... The, 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 oh, the history sequence? The history stuff. But, like, they're talking about how their honeymoon, they went to the library, then they went to this other country, and they did this other thing. It's like, how fucking long has it been? Uh, It's only been two years. Right. I think. But like, Or is it eight years? I don't know, but they done a lot of shit. Because she says it's been a hard couple of years. So mm-hmm. I imagine they've been maybe like that's fighting when they the started, divorce yeah, for a couple maybe of years. Maybe that's when maybe they started going apart. Yeah, it's, I don't know. But it's, it's gotta like, be eight years. I'm, it's like, I'm going you guys with eight have done years. a lot of shit in yeah. a small amount of time. I'm going with eight years. Mm-hmm. And also nobody picked up on the fact that he lied about everything but where the ship crashed. I, that's, I, I like, also agree that like, that's the eureka moment in this <laughs> film. I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ. Like the archeologists in this universe are not very good. <laughs> yeah. And of course, of, of course it's the, the multi-billion dollar man who's like, well, I have <laughs> figured it out. Yeah. And doesn't say anything <laughs> until like uh-huh. the, the opportune moment. You're just like, Speaking of which, do you want to talk about Kiefer's... Mr. Sutherland? Kiefer's dad? Kiefer's dad? I do. Because I like... I think he's very good in this film. I think he's very good. Um, He fits the role of a fucking uh, 70-year-old <laughs> multi-million dollar bachelor. Because he living is. Living on a yacht. Yeah, because he is. I mean, Kiefer Sutherland's parents divorced at like a really young age, mm-hmm. from what I understand. Yeah, for sure. So, but he said there's like... 
But he said he was still a good dad. Oh, yeah. So They're like, really close. He's literally just Donald Sutherland it, in this movie. Yeah. Pretty, pretty much. much. Pretty much. Just, yeah. With a slightly, like, transatlantic British accent. Yeah, I didn't know what thing. that was, but I was okay with it. It was just, like, just pretty fit. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was a very, like, <laughs> uppity thing that he did there. But I was like, what is this accent you're doing? Yeah. Personally, I thought Gemma's accent was the best. I was Je- like, oh, oh my, my gosh. Oh, my God. <laughs> the C's connected, right? To, 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 to what? what? <laughs> well, they're in Tuscany, and I thought we could just meet up. They're in the fucking, like, they're supposed to be in, like. They're in the Florida, Florida Keys. Florida Keys. <laughs> which, like, buck wild. If the Florida Keys actually looked like that. Right amazing i mean it has really great water it really does like the florida keys are beautiful but it don't look like that it also doesn't have mountains it doesn't have mountains very flat it doesn't very flat yeah like you can tell that this was filmed outside of the florida keys yeah but they're in the florida keys and i just love that like (laughs) they're in the yucatan (laughs) I'm, pronou- yeah, I'm surprised pretty, she could pronounce pretty, it. Pretty close. Pretty close to each other. So but close. I love how they just ignore her and just yeah. like... Just okay. continue and on just the go story. On to hope their story. that she gets enthralled Which, with the story. That story moment is so long. I thought it was amazing. I was so... It's fantastic. Yeah, I was like, it's so oh, much fun. so like, good. <laughs> it's so much fun watching them like, go back and forth with each other and talk yeah. about the stuff. But good lord. It's like 10 minutes. Like, it is I... a... So good. Long they really, scene. but they really needed to plant all of those seeds mm-hmm. so that you knew exactly what was but happening. But that's my problem with it. Like, why? Well, yeah. Why weren't we getting this? Like, yeah, as we were going. Yeah. No, no. Because we were doing all the physical comedy stuff. Yeah, like, that's what they were. Where Matthew McConaughey was. fucking ends up on a cooler in the middle of the ocean after surviving ice from, rescue, uh-huh, <laughs> drinking his beer. Sounds horrible. <laughs> and fucking. I don't know, and then running all the way to the courthouse, and then she owns everything. I don't know how Florida law works, but in Texas, that's not how that no, works. That's not how that works. They would at postpone all. it, yeah, because something happened. Yep. Um, it would be very easy for Which him. Which is to be another like, Jerry Bruckheimer move. Um, did not explain <laughs> why he's late. <laughs> nope. Yeah. Simple explanation. Really, really easy. I was kidnapped. Mm-hmm. And they attempted to, to murder, murder me. me. Yeah. Like, and like, th- that's how you get like, you know, the fl- fucking, it's not like we're in, like, it's not like we're in a remote island in the middle of the Pacific or anything. Like, we're in Florida. You could just tell the cops and like Big Bunny's arrested for attempted murder because you survived. And like, you can show them the evidence for that. Yeah. Like, it's pretty fucking easy. To get Big Bunny arrested. But evidently, but then they go back and they're like, yeah, but he killed all the witnesses to the last murder right. that he did. And so yeah. you're just like, I mean, I kind of get it, but like you could tell your Which wife. Which means that, that the you... cops are probably like trying to get him on something. Yeah. But like, at least tell your wife. Yeah. Like, I was kidnapped. They tried to drown me. <laughs> Until he gets beat over the head with a fucking cane. That was... That's my favorite gag of the whole uh-huh. movie. And she just... And her apologizing. You're not gonna do that. Boom. <laughs> and just apologizing to the old I'm man sorry. as she gives him back the broken cane. And he doesn't do anything. I'm just mm-hmm. like, oh, all right. This is awesome. Yeah. 
But yeah, I, I think the acting is is solid in this movie. I think it's the the most redeemable thing for this movie. Yeah, because you can tell the they're having fun. Is great. Yeah, they're having a lot of fun with this movie. Yeah, which just makes it so much better. Matthew McConaughey shirtless ninety percent of the time. It's true. Kate Hudson's in short shorts. It's a it's good also, time. And bikini. And a bikini. It's a, you know it's a good time. And you know you know she's rocking it because she has her own like legging and bikini mm-hmm, line. Mm-hmm. You know she knows what she's yeah. doing. <laughs> Donald Sutherland in a in a kiddie pool learning how to scuba dive. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> it's very good. Like it's very good. Yeah, you don't really take him for the 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 com- the physical comedy gags, but, but he, that was it was really that good. Was good. Jimma falling over. From the tanks being too heavy because she is like She's so tiny, this big. But also her falling over when the sword comes at her. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's like oh, oh. <laughs> that shot though, man. I was like, oh I'm, wow, they're getting yeah. risque here. I, I was like, I was like, this is what we're going with. Yep, this, this is, is the shot we're going with, huh? Maybe is... like a okay t- tighter suit. Yeah, right. <laughs> like. That was like oh. her dress when she has her fight with yeah. her dad. I'm like, how much tape do they have holding that dress? Because like it only goes around her neck and then over her top. Right. But it's like fabricy. So it's like you make one gesture yeah, that would, way, the fabric goes. Whoosh. I wouldn't wear that to play gin runner with my dad. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> I yeah. That's this is not what you wear yeah. to play cards with mm-hmm. your dad. <laughs> but I do love her. Uh, I love her giant pink fluffy slippers. Yeah, that's that one good. scene, I was like, very '90s, like very good. I like that. That's you funny. Know, you know, she went to high school in the '90s. Mm-hmm. She didn't graduate, but you know, but she, she went. went for she sure. went. Um, and that's she's played by Alexis Desiedema. Uh huh. Whatever. Very that good. Is. Perfect okay. pronunciation. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can talk about Alphonse here, Owen Bremner. Uh huh. He's good in everything. He really is. He's just like but he, he plays, can play anything. He, he, yeah, he plays so many different. Yeah, he's truly a universal Mm -hmm. actor, and it's hilarious because you'll see him in things like Saving Private Ryan, or not Saving Private Ryan, it was the other one. It was The Notebook, and then there was another Mm -hmm. one. Was it Saving Private Ryan? Um, I think so. I think that sounds right to me. I know he was in a war movie. How about that? Yeah, he was in a war movie. Yeah, where he was like super intense, and you're just like... Super intense. Oh, and he was in Wonder Woman. Duh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, where he's a sniper dude that has the PTSD. That's right. Yeah, he's really good there. And in this, he plays a Polish uh, diving treasure hunter. Exactly. Who who uh, gets like tries to get Matthew McConaughey killed. Yeah, he's and then just has like, a redemption, fuck you, man. <laughs> has a redemption arc, slightly. Yeah. His character's weird, man. Yeah, but he's always really good in it. So are, there, just... are there prostitutes? We could order we some. We get some. <laughs> Just ignore him. Yeah. Like, why would you want him back on your team? He literally tried to get yeah, you Yeah, he literally said, I didn't do anything. You should kill him. Uh-huh. And then left. And then swam off. Yeah, he just swam away. Yeah. That was it. Yep. You are done to me. Yeah. I will kill you myself. <laughs> and then lays the seed of like, well, you should go ask the rich guy. Yeah. For some backing. It's like, what is y'all's relationship? Because yeah. it is not healthy. <laughs> it was it was weird. Okay, let's uh let's move on and let's talk about our directing real quick. Because I also think that directing is not fantastic in this film, let's say. Because you do get confused as to what's happening. 
the setting changes are weird. The storyboarding is just all over the place. Like, you're never really... You kind of understand what's happening. Like, there's definitely a thing where, like, one thing leads to the next is leading to the next. But then it just kind of fucking snowballs by the end of this film and goes nuts. It's really weird because you know it has to be mostly the screenplay's fault because he did Hitch and Sweet Home Alabama. Yes! Like, he's done good films. But I think... I'm... He's mostly a director, but it's just mm-hmm. like... I don't know what happened during this film. He also did The Bounty Hunter. And like, yeah, like clearly he knows how rom-coms are supposed to go and he makes very good ones. But like this one, for some reason, felt so weird, right? Like it just feels kind of confusing and like the story just never really ties up in a nice bow. No, there's constantly questions. Yeah. But it's like... What are you going to do? Like, I think he did a great job of, like, giving his actors a a general idea for a thing and letting them play in the space and letting them come up with good characters. Because I think this movie genuinely has good characters for the actors to just play with. But there's, like, no development of it. The plot doesn't really develop super well. It is, the writers. The relationship between... Um, Finn and Tess kind of never changes. No, and then at the, the end, he's like, I learned so much. And she's like, no, you didn't, but I'll still marry right. you. And like, I was like, no! no. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> Yes, he dude. will do anything for you, but like, no! And then she's pregnant. Yes. And you're like, what the fuck is happening? And He won't move to Chicago maybe, for you. Maybe what are you did. expecting? So, so the writers for this one were not... No, they have, like, no credits Okay, whatsoever. so he was given a shit script and did the best. I mean, it had so much potential. They should have just it given really the idea does. to somebody else. It really does. And maybe he did the best he could with maybe. what he was given. But it is it is a train wreck for directing. Like, it is... It's not good for directing. <laughs> like, it's... I, like, a lot of the bits I really like. I think the timing's set up very good. But the overall connection of it just isn't there. It like it's like snapshots of good directing also, instead of like overall good directing. I also want to know like who the fuck decided it was. No, everybody knows Australia or the Florida Keys. You do not go night diving. That is. Oh my god! The first <laughs> the first thing I said to Skylar like that scene shows up, and I was like, "Well, they're doing the most dangerous thing that you can possibly world. do." <laughs> like, and they're not they're not being safe about it whatsoever. No. They're just chilling also, out, and they're <laughs> how fucking like it was a full moon, yeah, super moon because it was bright as hell under that water. It's like, oh my god, they should like, die. Like, it's, yeah, it's, I was like, no matter where Australia we, filming, we super all know dangerous night diving. <laughs> Is like the most dangerous thing of of all things because there's so much shit that can go wrong. Yeah, and it's feeding time for exactly. most of the carnivorous I like, I creatures. Like, I was like, there's so much shit that can go wrong. There's things that you can't see that you can get stuck on. There's uh, you can't really read the tidal shifts or anything like that while you're under the water, and especially at night, so you don't know if you're gonna get thrown into fucking something. You can't really read your regulators very well, so you're underwater just kind of guessing that everything's going okay, and then to top it all off, every big fucking fish 
in the world feeds at night. And you're in Australia, and you're supposed to be in the Keys. Both of those places are very high shark uh-huh. area. I'm sure it was like an enclosed Probably, like, but thing. it's just like everybody who's like been to Florida or has watched Shark Week is like, why are they doing this? Yeah. <laughs> Night <Just> diving <laughs> is like the most dangerous. Like the only thing that's more dangerous is cave diving. Yeah, I, I will and that's not it. cave dive. <laughs> the only thing that's more dangerous is cave diving. But Will night diving do. is like the most dangerous thing you can do. And they're just like, boop, 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 boop. yeah, there's just like, it's just and a then cool they're just thing. playing in the water. No afterwards. They didn't, they didn't have a knife on them. Mm-hmm. They didn't have any, like, nope, just jumped anything. in a wetsuit and, oh my and went down. Didn't even get in a wetsuit. Honestly, got no, in, the, just, in our vest. Yeah, that's it. In our scuba vest. And then was like, all right, let's go. And it had just rained. Like, no, yeah. everything is coming to the surface. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's just like, okay, whoever was the researcher for this script bad, does not know what's happening. Bad job. <laughs> like, they should have been, like, at lunch and, like, and discovered only, this problem. The only thing that I can say for this is, like, the, whoever did the research on, like, how you do marine archaeology at least knew that the first thing you look for is the bell. Like, they knew, they knew that. Right. Like... Okay, I dig it. The first thing that she found was the bell because the bell is the most important thing to find. Yeah. And, like, that's awesome. I think they did a really good job of, like, researching how blowholes work in in waves and stuff like that. And that looked really good, how they did that. Um, they obviously spent a lot of time figuring out, like, what the gold should look like and what the dowry should look like. And so I was like, they did really good there. But there are some things, this is the thing about the directing that's driving me nuts, is like, it's like snapshots of really good stuff. And then when you tie it all together, it's just like... That was a really good sound effect. I loved that going through my ears. (laughs) It's like you just barfed up a whole bunch of shit, and then you hope it sticks together. That's what I hate about multiple writing screenplays. The fucking going to the mission? Like, what... What possessed also, them and where did they get the fucking moped? And, and like, why did the, the priest who takes care of that mission just be like, okay, you guys have fun. And then just, like, not respond when they just hit everything as they're trying to fuck. fuck in the middle of a church? <laughs> because he went home and left these two people he didn't know in the middle of a mission. In the oldest historic part of town. Full like, of stuff. But, like, we don't even know why they go to the mission. No, they said they had to go to the oldest place because it had the documents. Sure. But I was like, it's still not but as how old do you, as the how crash. Do you, how do you know it's the mission? And how, like, how do you know where the mission is? All we know is that they built a church. They built a church. It doesn't say where they built a church. It doesn't say like... No, they said they'd been there before. They'd been to that mission? Yeah, they said when? it's the... They just talked about... They were like, it's the oldest place on the island. That's where we got to go. They'll have documents. They'll they'll be the only ones likely to have documents. I understood and then that. They just, they just and then they do to happen have... to find a, the diary that uh-huh. says that there was stuff here before. Um, but yeah, so they, they were like, yeah, we just got thing a, in the graveyard. The most likely thing to have documents we don't have this, is the oldest like, place on the island. This is what I'm saying, though, about like something happened during the storyboarding that was like off. It feels like they had multiple screenwriters mm-hmm. where they only had the three, the director and the two screenwriters. Right. But like 
usually it's a team. Usually mm-hmm. it's a it's a pair. It's a duo, and they can write right. well. They write together. Sure. It's when it's when it's more than three people that you it get gets all muddy this, and messed up. Whatever happened here? Yeah. It just gets <laughs> and that's all... what it feels like. It's just like okay, is there like an un is there an uncredited person who came in and just like botched everything? Like uh, yeah. what happened? I don't know. <laughs> because like. Like but also movie, they don't they don't have good credits from before. Sure. So it's like this movie genu like genuinely is fun and has a lot of fun stuff and has a lot of fun characters. But man, when you put it all together, it, it just, just doesn't hit. It's fun, but it's, it's not fun. smart. It's not whimsical. It's no. Yeah. It's just kind of there. Yeah. So directing, I would say he has directed some amazing rom-coms, Hitch being one of my favorites of all time. I do love Hitch. Um, but man, this one just no bueno. No bueno. Still fun. I still love still it. Still fun, but no bueno. No bueno. No bueno. So, we talk about cinematography pretty quick because even that there's nothing Nothing special. Nothing I special. mean, you got to utilize are really cool. the underwater shots. I think they did really cool for the underwater shots. With the blowhole stuff. Yeah, I yeah. really like the setup for the, um, you can see Finn under the water when he's messing up the grid. It was like a I dr- like the way they did that. Thing. Yeah, like that was really oh, fun. Oh, it's Finn! <laughs> Gemma! <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that was super fun. I think a lot of the, the other, um kind of moving shots or action shots that they do is fun. The the uh the plane to plane shots at the end right. are really pretty and really fun. I think the overarching shots of all of the of the Florida Keys of Australia are beautiful. They're beautiful shots of Australia. When they're on the sandbank yeah, and they're that digging all cool. the shit up, that's a beautiful shot. It reminded shot. me of um Pirates of the Caribbean three. Yeah. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> and totally. two, kinda. But when mostly the, um, three. I love the I love the overhead shot where you can see Finn's boat is sunk between the precious gym and Moe's ship. We don't need a marker. <laughs> you, we kind of left something. <laughs> um, so like that's really cool. I really like that. But overall, they're pretty standard. Pretty standard shots. I mean, when he's running up to the, running up into the the courthouse, it's it's a tracking shot from the side. And then from any time we're outside in that area, it's a tracking shot on the side. Like, we just get a full panoramic shot there. Um, interior shots of room, rooms are all the same, right? It's the three basic triangulation of the shots and everything. Um, nothing too quirky happen- happening. There's not really any shots from the perspective of a character ever. I mean, it's like in that scene with the uh, where they're telling the story, there's four camera shots. There's a shot to Gemma at the bar. There's a shot on McConaughey. There's a, a shot on Hudson. And then there's a shot on Sutherland. And that's it. That's the, There's four cameras. Some of them and pan, they just, some of them don't. They just <laughs> jump between those four cameras whenever somebody talks. I like that. I like those shots. Yeah. But, like, it's pretty standard. Like, it's pretty straightforward. It's nothing, like, groundbreaking or anything that made me go, Ooh, I really like the the way that they did that or anything like that. So cinematography was kind of editing and effects. We've already literally gone over everything. Yeah. (laughs) Effects effects. I really, I think they did a great job with the effects for the most part, except for like the little bits of computer animation here and there. Um, the scene where McConaughey gets blown out of the water. 
fucking ridiculous. I love this so much. It's I so know stupid. it's so stupid and he was dead, he but was like, so dead. And then you see him toss the sword. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> shoo, 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 the, shoo. the chefs are like, oh, look at that power. And he uh-huh. just hoisted the sword. Oh yeah, we haven't talked about the the, the, chefs. the chefs and the best scene in the whole thing is where they're just like just gushing over Finn by themselves and just she the walks in on them s- raw sexuality <laughs> like, just, yeah he didn't even do lo- that much <laughs> no they're just losing it over him yeah those are very good characters they're yeah. hilarious i enjoyed them a lot mm-hmm. but but yeah effects i i think the uh the gunplay was was fun in this um they did do a good job you can shoot a beretta underwater um, and when you shoot it, you have to be very, very, very close because water is a non-compressible material. So when you shoot a bullet into water, it almost instantly dissipates the energy across the top of it. You could be like three inches underwater. And if somebody shoots into water, the bullet won't hit. The faster the bullet, the harder it takes the water, the more it breaks up. Part of me so, really like, wants to try that and part of me really does not. Yeah, so you know the <laughs> movies where like they're in the water and you see the bullets are like... Tsh, yeah. Tsh, 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 tsh. Yeah, yeah, that would be like a teeny tiny little teeny thing and it's not moving that fast. If you can see it moving, it's not moving fast enough to hurt you. Because it's the like whole Superman. point of a yeah, it's the whole point of a bullet, right? Is like you can't see it because it's moving so fast. Yeah. It's like bang hole. Yeah. But if you can see it moving through the water, that means that it's lost all of its momentum. So like in Saving Private Ryan, where they're like in the water and it's like and then like three seconds later you see like of blood and they're like wouldn't fucking happen i forgot about that wouldn't happen the bullet would fully dissipate its energy on impact with water water is a non-compressible substance it'd be like shooting into a concrete wall like it's not gonna happen so where he shoots his his uh lock and he's got the muzzle like this close to the lock i mean i do that too because my feet are right there but (laughs) i like his little prayer he says underwater (laughs) (laughs) boom blows it open yep yeah it's good it's good yep i enjoyed it and like the gold is really cool in it i like the little treasure trove inside of the blowhole that's really cool um i like how she has to do there's a lot of stunts in this movie too yeah um because all of the diving stuff i'm gonna guess a lot of that's covered by stunt people Mm -hmm. and like when she's going back and forth under the water to not get blown out of the hole like that's that's a stunt person um the the riding the jet ski up next to the plane mm-hmm. where you can see it going back and forth between yeah. like them like actually on a jet ski that's yeah. like stationary or like on like being towed by a boat and then to the like up shots to where you can't see their faces before he like jumps over onto the plane and then you know it, then it cuts to fucking mcconaughey up in the air but it's like clearly. See, everybody puts not Tom Cruise at the first one that jumped on an airplane on the outside while it was going, and we're like, no, 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 McConaughey no, no, no. did it first. He totally did. <laughs> it. There's no trickery here. There's definitely not a stuntman no. jumping over to that plane. No, not at all. The things he'll do for his wife. <laughs> Though I, I really appreciate it because it does get smoother as he got, gets up into the air. Yeah, which is true. As, as he got higher in altitude, it'd be easier and easier for him to hold on and then get up onto the pontoon because the air stabilizes as you go up in altitude. Yep. So I was like, wow, they actually thought that through. And that actually is true. 
the the fucking landing of the plane was hilarious though yeah because like, like the funniest part is the engine's dying and they're like oh no the engine's dying and it's like yeah but it will glide back down like they're meant to glide all you have to do is just like keep it steady yep like that didn't make any sense to me. Pretty easy. And then the fucking thing flips over and does a fucking corkscrew in it because they're going faster. But the engine's dead, so they should be going slower. Doesn't make any sense Doesn't make to any me. sense. Does not make any sense to it me. It was like that last thing where you're like, oh no, they must be dead. Because the, because the plane into the water. Only if you can't get out, buddy. <laughs> yeah, honestly the best part would have been if like, the more character development would have been if uh, Tess comes out of the water and Finn is, like, in the plane and Tess has to go and save Knocked him. Knocked out, yeah. Like, that would have been, like, some character development for the end of the film. And, like, she saves Finn's life. So it's, like, this equal thing. Yeah. I would I'm have, for it. I would have preferred that. I'm for it. But other than that, I mean, I think the effects and stuff are pretty good. The gunplay's good. The the stunts are really good. The gold's really good at the end. The the treasure trove's really fun. The underwater shots of, like, all the fake shit is really fun. So, I like that he tries and fights the goons with the, with the fucking rusty-ass sword. He's <laughs> like, that this is the last like, time you sharpened sharpen this. this. 1715. <laughs> like, that would thing would have broken. Yeah, I was, like, I was waiting for it to break, and I always forget that it's not going to break. No, like, it doesn't. Don't use a historical we also love, artifact. We love goons, We too. do love goons. And these the are goons. very good goons. One of the goons, the guy that said when's the last time you sharpened it, he plays a doctor on a TV show Does now. Does he really? Yeah. The and... one who gets killed by Big Bunny? Or not by Big Bunny, gets killed by uh, Cyrus. Cyrus. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was really upsetting because he's one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. But but he gets shot through the foot. Yeah. Like McConaughey. The other dude gets his ear taken off. Yeah. Yep. Curtis. Oh, it was good. It was good. Yep. <laughs> um, sound and music. I don't have a lot for this film. It's pretty. It was fun. It's pretty standard. It was adventure. Like piratey. Mm-hmm. Adventure music. It didn't. Caribbean flavor. Caribbean flavor, <laughs> man. It didn't really like. I couldn't tell you anything about this score. No. If, if I were to really try. Costumes were fun. I really like costumes in this movie, though. You mean half-naked men? <laughs> yeah, I like, I like half-naked Matthew McConaughey slash in a blue button-down. Really, you like more half-naked Kate Hudson? Oh, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Kate Hudson in short shorts was very good. Um, But, like, I think they did a good job with what they were doing. I think... They really thought about the stewardess stuff and the captain when he comes into the the bar that they're sitting at and he's in a full captain's regalia because he'd oh, be a I, captain. I actually do have one thing on, um, I don't know what it would be under, but she comes in on a helicopter mm-hmm. and then comes upstairs to greet them. Yeah. I was like, wait. No, the helicopter I mean, has to land on technically, top. No, sometimes that happens. Sometimes they have helidecks that are lower and then up at the at a higher because it's like, you know, it's off the back of the the stern of the ship and then all of the like nice stuff is towards the bow. And so the helipad could be lower and they could be up on a higher no, but point. We looked at but the, I mean, we looked at the ship. There, there's my, no way that my that's... Pro- my problem with it is there's definitely not a fucking helipad on that yacht. Yeah, exactly. There's no like at all. I know. Like, yeah. That's what I'm saying is there's yeah. one, there's no helipad, and two, she, she came would have upstairs. To, she would have to land off ship and then come onto ship and yeah. come up. 
like because there's no helipad on that yacht. It's not yeah. big enough. That's there are yachts with helipads. Oh, like, I that's know. That's a thing. Those probably cost more like ten, like a hundred thousand. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, but this this one did not have a helipad. The precious Jim, the one named after Jim, unconsciously. Unconsciously. Yeah. And consciously. <laughs> but I think, like, Gemma's costumes, her dresses and stuff, were really cool. Really cool designs. I think um, that uh, Daddy Warbucks's costumes. It's really the only costumes. <laughs> I think it's just good. McConaughey, when he gets dressed up, is always in a in a light blue button down whenever he's on the ship and he's he in something that's... his tone. But he, oh my God. <laughs> speaking of which... There's one scene in this movie where the color correction changes mid-scene. Yeah. Wait, tell me what scene. I can't remember if it's on the boat or if it's when they're in the mission, but it turns... I think it's in the mission because they're talking and Matthew McConaughey is one skin tone and then it turns and does a close-up on Matthew McConaughey and the color correction changes and he's like three skin tones lower. What? Yeah. Like, somebody fucked up. I didn't notice it. Yeah, and the color correction changes for one shot. Dang. Yeah. I wish I would have noticed that. And you're like, what just happened? (laughs) Why is Matthew McConaughey so much darker than he was before? (laughs) And then it goes back and they... I mean, it's surprising. And then they fuck in the middle of the the church. Yeah, that was... Yeah. Awkward. Also, uh, Matthew McConaughey's one line that is not very sensitive to um, small people, where they get up the barrel, and she's like, it could be a body. He goes, if it's a body, it's a midget, who, oh, I don't whose family line. didn't care about him that much. Ouch. I don't mm-hmm. remember that line. Yep. Interesting. And then they hit it with a fucking uh, a shovel. shovel, and it's like, yeah, this is why archaeologists fucking hate you guys, because... <laughs> You would, like, pry it open. You'd, like, cut the band and, like, pry it open so you could, like, get to the things, you know, that are hundreds of years old. I'm now realizing... That have been buried in the ground. That if Michael Crichton weren't dead, he would have perfected this script. Sure. That's what he, I'm That's what now. Michael Crichton totally would have spent his time on Fool's Gold. <laughs> Absolutely. They would have given him the idea and... And then he then, would have made it. Yeah. And made then, his own. He would have made it something incredible, mm-hmm. like a mm-hmm. mixture of timeline and Jurassic Park. That's <laughs> our archaeologist and sure. stuff, so he knows like yeah. how to do it. Yeah, I mean he he but became treasure, a paleontologist. They're, they're treasure hunters. They're not archaeologists. I know, but but yeah, they like dig it up and she was getting... also. Do you know how hard it is to dig a fucking hole that deep? Yes, I do. It is so hard. It makes me mad every Every time a TV show or movie digs a hole that fast. They do it in like 30 minutes. I know. I'm like, who the fuck can dig a hole that big, that fast, with a tiny shovel too? It's like a it's like a half size shovel with a yeah. It's one of those camping shovels. Yeah, and he digs up a whole goddamn grave. So freaking pissed every time. Supernatural did it all the time. They're doing it every single time. And I'm like, no, I have fucking done that. This is is why we use backhoes in cemeteries now. Yeah. Because it's so hard to dig a hole that deep. God, it pissed me off. It takes days to dig a hole that deep. That's like in the little thing and the little things. Yeah. He digs like fucking 30 holes in in like a night. And I'm like, it's not going to fucking happen. Like you can't do that. 
And Matthew McConaughey just digs up, just digs a fucking giant ass hole four well, he's feet Matthew deep. Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. Absurd. That like, like a lot of that stuff kind of just. I was Not like, cool. Oh, okay. Not cool. Okay. Whatever. Not okay. And then you know we had our claymation explosion, off of the fucking cliff, where he, you know, cliff dives. Do you think Matthew McConaughey actually cliff dived? I wouldn't, be, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. I like, wouldn't be surprised. Like, just jumped in the water for that shot. Yeah. Because it doesn't cut away from him. No. You just see him spinning. Oh! oh! <laughs> and then splash. Yeah. And then Tess, Finn! Finn! She does yell that a lot. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like the president's daughter in Resident Evil 4. Pretty Leon! Much. <laughs> yeah. Stupid. Fucking stupid. Oh, but it's a fun movie. I highly, love it. highly recommend. It's eleven percent and forty-eight percent. It's an enjoyable watch. <laughs> it is enjoyable. If you want, like, if you want a movie to turn on that you don't have to pay attention to, and it's lighthearted. It's lighthearted. It's got good actors in it, so it's not like the acting's bad. Like the line delivery's great. The acting's really good. It's just it has no plot. It I has know. it has no character development. Nope. It doesn't have anything to write home about. And they acknowledge the lack of character development when he says he hasn't oh learned God, a single thing. Oh my God, I haven't thing. learned a single thing. <laughs> yes, I will marry you again. And we'll get pregnant in the next like four minutes. And then we'll open a museum to the dowry that we did. Hey, and, National Treasure did that too. And they, yeah. <laughs> and then they have like pictures of them all like holding the treasure and like wearing it as like stuff. And I'm like, this is fucking ridiculous. I mean, in the Florida Keys, in the Florida Keys, like, you know, that the like Spain would be involved with that because it still technically belongs to them. So whatever, we'll just gloss over that. See, like, there's so much shit in this movie where you're like, what? (laughs) (laughs) This doesn't make any sense. But if you want a movie that you want to just like turn on this summer, this summer, or if you're like. You're too cold and you need to watch it in February, I guess. And you dream of things you can't have for another three months. <laughs> yeah, you want to see shirtless Matthew McConaughey and short, short Kate Hudson. I mean, and you want to see one shot that is questionable of a woman in a bikini. Like, this is this is the movie for you. This is it. <laughs> Do you have any, any closing thoughts, Miranda? No, I'm just trying to get that shot out of my head. <laughs> <laughs> so we will leave you with the with the burning image of a close-up pan of a woman with her legs spread in a bikini with a sword right between her legs. <laughs> Usually a joke you make for like men who are about to get hit in the nads, but yeah. but we will leave you with that image. So, uh go over to our socials and tell us what you guys think of Fool's Gold. Whether you think it deserves the 11% from the critics or whether you think it's a really fun movie and it deserves the 48% from the audience. Uh, or if you just hate it um, or if you want to just like really boast the uh, vote for McConaughey over there, then we would be happy to hear from you guys. Over on Facebook, we are Two Thoughts for a Penny Podcast. On Instagram, we are Two Thoughts Podcast. And on Twitter, we are Two Thoughts Pod. You can head over to any of those. Tweet at us, leave us a message, put up a meme, tell us what you guys want to 
hear us do next or whatever. We just love hearing from you guys. If you're listening to this on Apple, then give us that five-star review. Leave a comment. It really does help other people be able to see us so that they can listen because we want to keep on doing this and expand. If you're on Spotify, hit the follow. It'll tell you whenever a new episode's coming out. It's every Tuesday. And if you're listening to this on any other podcasting format, if it allows you to do something, do it for us. We really appreciate it. But the best thing you can do is just spread the word. Go on social media and talk about how you like listening to two dum-dums talk about movies because it's really chill. Or tell your parents or tell a friend or tell your grandma or whatever. I don't care. But word of mouth is the best way for us to expand and get new listeners so we can keep making content because we like doing this for you guys and hopefully you guys like what we do. So until next time, we will catch you on Two Thoughts for a Penny. <laughs>